It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's show, the second half of the WNBA season is here. We discuss some final Olympic thoughts, the enthralling Mystics Aces game on Sunday, and some overall thoughts and reactions from the first night of games. We're getting into it all here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of Locked On Women's Basketball. I am your co-host, Karina Mustafa. I write all things New York Liberty and Phoenix Mercury over at Venus Sports. I am joined by my co-host, Bradshaw Furlong. Bradshaw does several things in the world of basketball, but please tell new listeners what you do. Uh, I am the co-site expert at Behind the Buck Pass. I work at TSN here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I am the lead creative editor at raptorsinsider.ca, and I do this here podcast with Karina Mustafa. All right. Before we begin, make sure you are subscribed to Locked On Women's Basketball wherever you listen to podcasts. Every follow, every subscription helps us continue to put out daily content. All right, so we'll start with a little bit of an Olympic recap. Uh, we'll talk about Team USA. We're also going to give Japan its flowers. So as we know, Team USA, they won gold. They defeated Japan in the final. Bradshaw, I would like to know, before we talk about Team USA more in depth, like, what were your thoughts on Japan's run to the final? I just, like, well, obviously, most I feel like most people listening probably didn't have a great idea of the Japan team and, like, how good this Japanese team was, so myself included. Uh, and just watching them was incredible. Like, I need to give, like, we need to give special credit to Tom Hovast, the coach of Japan, and someone needs to hire this man, like, whether it be a WNBA team, uh, a National Basketball Association team, like, someone, a college team, someone needs to pick him up, because what he did with this team with, like, not, like, essentially no household names here in North America, names we didn't know, and not many, like, very, like, they were size, at least, they were overmatched against the U.S., I know they lost by 15, so it doesn't look close, but they put up a fight in a game that probably nobody thought they had a chance in. And I'm, realistically, they probably didn't, but like they had never medaled in the Olympics. I think the highest they came was fifth in 1976. Like they had never medaled. They'd only gotten one silver medal in a FIBA competition, and that was in 1975. Like they had never done anything in like women's basketball lately. And the job they, that Tom Hovaz did in this Olympics, I don't know if maybe it was just because they were playing already in Japan. It was that, you know, they were already playing at home and they'd been playing together and that's probably some of it. But what Tom, Tom Hovaz was able to do was really impressive with this team. And I, I don't think enough can be said about the job that the women's uh, team for Japan did. So a lot of credit to them. They were absolutely incredible. And 
I mean, hey, if the Canadian team wants to hire Tom Hovass, I would certainly not be opposed to that. Maybe they could get more than one win out of that team for the next Olympic Games. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's an idea. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, Japan, you know, they won that close game against Belgium that I don't think anybody would have, you know, picked them. Uh, they defeated France as well, um, who got the bronze medal. But just, like, it's so... I love seeing just, like, women's basketball outside of WNBA as well because I feel like, you know, a lot of people know the WNBA players in the Olympics. So just to see all these other international players is really good for the growth of women's basketball in general, I think, like, because it is an international game. I feel like in some ways, like it is a lot more international than we think like even the WNBA players like they play overseas all the time like the some sports are just more international than the others um like tennis being another one of those but it's really nice to see and I think that every I feel like every single Olympics people just kind of tie in like oh women's sports are actually really good and I feel like every time the Olympics pass we're like oh we need to invest in them like yeah, we've been trying to tell you this for God knows how long, but, you know, it's good to have that spotlight on them. And uh, speaking of a spotlight, uh, Brittany Griner. Let's, I want to start with her because she had a 30-piece in that game. Like, yeah. let's talk about, you know, her importance um, on this Team USA. Well, I mean, like I said, like, obviously Japan was overmatched in terms of size. Like, I think their tallest player was, like, 6'1", and then you're going up against Brittany Griner, 6'8". Like, you're you're going to have a tough time. So, obviously, Brittany Griner was very key uh, to that game. And I think you just see, like, with the international rule, with international rules, you saw that with the men's tournament as well, that bigger players with size carry more importance in these games. Uh, you, you can't just, like, they don't give you the foul calls and things of that nature. So, Brittany Griner was able to just dominate because just bigger players get better call like get a better whistle internationally as they probably should here in North America as well and Brittany Griner just like there was the like they had the advantage there and they just kept going to it and she kept taking advantage of it so credit to Brittany Griner for just never stopping and never settling for like an easy jumper or something she kept just kept taking advantage of the size matchup and just dominated that way yeah and she always does that like we'll even talk about this maybe later but she didn't look tired in her first WNBA no. game back either. Like, I don't think any of the Olympians did. Um, like, Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi, just Sue dominating in the in the Commissioner's Cup game, playing there, and then Diana with the Mercury as well. But I did want to get your thoughts on one thing, because two players that were balling out, Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart. Oh, first of all, I do want to say congratulations to Brianna Stewart. Um... Uh, on her new yes, uh, child. I thought that was very nice. Also, the fact that she kept that under wraps during, yeah. like, this entire <laughs> Olympics, like, that to me is, like, insane in itself. But aside from that, so Stewie did get the MVP. Mm. A lot of people were saying that maybe Asia, Asia Wilson should have gotten it because she was balling out. I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts or opinion on that decision. I mean, I, I'm a big Asia Wilson fan, and I... I, I... I will never say she doesn't deserve an award because I think she deserves all the awards. I think she's the best player in the W right now. That's like my personal opinion, but uh, I, I don't think you can also deny what Stewie did for the entirety of that tournament. I think, I think they both had incredible, incredible tournaments. And obviously, well, I, I was going to say the U S wouldn't be where they are without either one of them. I think they still would have won regardless, but it, I think they could have had one or the other not play and they would have been fine. But 
I, I'm fine with either one. I, I think you could have gone really either way. Um, but I mean, I would have loved to see Asia Wilson get an MVP, get the MVP, the tournament MVP for sure. Yeah, and the fact that she's like in that conversation, the fact that she's showing out, just kind of makes you think that this team is in pretty good hands going off into the future. You know, just like with like Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi, like this kind of maybe being their last Olympics. Mm -hmm. uh, Sue Bird for sure. I don't know if Diana Taurasi has like publicly said if it's her last one. I know we all like to it assume it, but I wouldn't. Will, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if she was like, you know what? I'll just <laughs> I'll just go back to Paris in 2024. Why not? I believe um, Sylvia Fowles also said. I think she also confirmed yeah. that that was her last one as well. So you're going to get some of the the older players moving out, and I'm excited to see some of the players they bring in uh, for the next Olympic. I know it's four years, well, three years away, but I'm still excited. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think this team is still gonna be pretty solid going forward, and that just speaks to the amount of talent that there is. Like every single player is a solid player. Like I feel like you can't really go wrong. And uh, I know there's certain players that we're definitely gonna see in the future that um, that are gonna be exciting young players. And I'm overall excited for Team USA. Hopefully, Team Canada. You know, since we're both <laughs> from Toronto, uh, would like to hope that Team Canada kind of gets it together. I know they were feeling kind of down after their performance in the Olympics, but Hopefully, you know, they just keep their heads up and things will have a way of working out. Well, they have some young players in college, too. Like, they have three college players that I'm sure once they, you know, get their feet under them, they'll be mainstays on that team for a little while as well. Whether they have success, whether they find like find a spot in the W or not, they're going to be on this team. If you're already on the team now, you're probably going to be on the team for the next couple Olympics. So I'm hoping for them that, you know, they'll get to develop a little bit more and, you know, we'll start to see a couple players step up to help be a nurse and Bridget Carlton a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that just kind of wraps up our couple of weeks of Olympic coverage. Uh, the next Olympics is coming up soon, too. I feel like <laughs> all of them are just just been condensed now with the pandemic and everything that's been going on. So uh, we're never going to be too short on Olympic coverage, but we're going to take it back to WNBA coverage because the season did resume and we'll be talking about the Aces Mystics game from last night. But first, let's take a listen to our friends from Sweatblock. Okay, so there are a few things in life that aren't really fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating, uh, especially now, you know, we're in the middle of the summer, you're just kind of sweating through your shirts. It can be a little bit embarrassing. I um, agree. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, it's in the moment, it feels like a big deal. It probably isn't as big as a deal as, you know, we make it in our heads, but, you know, nobody likes to have, you know, those pit stains or whatever during an important speech interview, uh, first date, you know. I'd much rather not worry about it. And that's why I use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. So Sweatblock is a stronger and more effective than like your normal clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, you go to bed, and the next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat, guaranteed. And I know this sounds way too good to be true, um, but you only have to use it like once or twice a week and it keeps you dry the whole time. Uh, no more pit stains, no more picking your shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or someone you know is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. You can get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code LOCKEDON or at Amazon and CVS. You know what's harder than blocking out sweat, Prina? Blocking out potential clients that you don't want for your job. And that's why we are here to bring you our friends at Indeed. 
Uh, when hiring is gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple, just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even interviewing. Don't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. With Indeed assessments, choose from 135 skill tests to help you make sure you're finding applicants from people with the skills you need. According to TalentNest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Combined. Wow. To learn more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Don't forget to tune in to the Locked On Women's Basketball podcast throughout the week, as well as Friday conversations with Howard Magdal. Okay, Mystics Aces game. The Aces went down early. They were still down big by the end of the third. Um, I was very shocked. So I had to, I think I caught, caught the end of the fourth quarter live because there were a bunch of other games on. But I rewatched it this morning and it just turned it on in the fourth quarter like they got a lot more physical you know Liz Cambage she got two buckets to get it to a 10 point lead early in the fourth um the aces just became like a lot more handsy on defense they muscled their way in the paint uh like I said they were a lot more physical and then of course they they get the game really close and they get that Chelsea Gray dagger at the end beautiful poetry <laughs> Bradshaw what did you think of this game uh, I, I just I couldn't believe some of the stuff from the Mystics. Like obviously um, turned it over a few times. I think they turned it over five or so times in the fourth quarter. Can't do that. You don't want to give the Aces more possessions than they're already going to get. They're already going to be incredibly efficient. And then like I, I did, Asia Wilson just like I, I obviously was playing okay for the most part. Did she like she just woke up? She was like, all right, I'm back. We're back from the Olympics. I'm back. Let's get this going. What was it four or five from the field? Ten point six boards. Like she, like incredible in the fourth quarter. Like obviously Liz Cambage was great too, but Asia Wilson played the entire fourth quarter and just dominated. Like she's so damn good. And I, I know we mentioned, I mentioned the first segment. I'm big Asia Wilson fan, best player in the W in my opinion. But I just what she is able to do. It is just an embarrassment of riches on that Aces team that they could have Liz Cambage, Asia Wilson, Derek Hamby. Like still played a really great fourth quarter as well. And then, like, Kelsey Plum, I think, played the entire fourth as well. Like, they have such a great, deep team. And that's not even mentioning Chelsea Gray, who hit the hit the dagger. Um, they're just, they're so good. And, I mean, it was, I think everyone was a little surprised, with, especially with how the Mystics have played this season, that they were beating the Aces going into the fourth quarter. But then I also don't think anybody was really surprised that the Aces found a way to come back in that game. Yeah, and, like, you speak to Asia Wilson, she had two times where she just had this, like, beautiful cut to the basket, or, like, Chelsea was, you know, passing the ball to her, point God. Like, my <laughs> goodness. Like, it was just, it's such beautiful basketball, and I absolutely love watching it. There was also this one possession where Liz is, I forgot, I think she was posting up on Tina Charles, and she was, like, looking behind her as if she was going to pass the ball, and she just turns around and, like, puts the, the ball in the in the basket as if, like, as if it was nothing. <laughs> and, I, and I just love how she just, like, 
taunts like these other players like yeah i'm bigger than you yeah i can be better than you um her post-game interview was awesome like if you didn't listen to it please go back and listen to it because liz cambage is quite the player she is an absolute superstar but really quickly you mentioned tina charles that's one thing I, I meant to mention that when i was uh speaking earlier how do you only let tina charles if you're the mystics she played the entire fourth quarter how as the mystics do you only let her take two shots she took two shots the entire fourth quarter she's leading the WNBA in scoring i know like points per game isn't the best metric but she's by a wide margin she's leading in points per game like she has been incredible this year let her take more shots give her the ball you're struggling to score no offense to ariel atkins but you're three of eight stop it tina charles is on your team give her the ball i, I just like it, that's a game that you can't lose if you're watching you cannot lose like you can you have to take advantage of the opportunity that's in front of you you have arguably the best team in the w on the ropes take advantage of it like punish them and finish the game off and they didn't and that means tina charles has to take more than two shots yeah, for sure. Um, I think when you have Liz Cambage saying that the first half was a cute warm-up in her post-game interview, then something went completely wrong. <laughs> I feel like that's so embarrassing if you're Washington. But yeah, like the Aces are just, you know, we keep saying it. We're so high on them. They have so much talent. Um, it is, in one way, it's surprising. In one way, it's not surprising. Um, I kind of felt bad at the end there when Natasha Cloud got the and one, she was so pumped up, but I was watching the game knowing how it ended. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I feel so bad because I love Natasha Cloud, but- That's uh, noted Toronto Six supporter, Natasha Cloud, yes, might I add. Yes, I Okay, let's take a moment <laughs> to talk about that because of course, both of us are from Toronto. Um, we love our Canadian teams. This is women supporting women. And one of them have to happen to be a Canadian women's team. Uh, how do we feel about this crossover? I, I truly, I saw the po I saw the Toronto Six account post it, and I was like, hold on, now hold on a second, why? Yeah, <laughs> why, it seems I so mean, random, right? I know, like I, I had to like look up where she was from. She's from Pennsylvania, and I'm like, no, she really doesn't have any connection to this to Toronto. So, I mean, uh, it's really cool to see. I'm I'm obviously very happy that like supporting a, a team that's not even in the same country as you. So that's really cool. Not let alone supporting like another women's sport, but supporting one that's not even in the same country. Like that's really cool to see. Maybe, I mean, maybe she has a friend on the team. And I just don't, I, I didn't, I didn't check that far, but still like really cool to see. Yeah, definitely cool to see. Um, and the Toronto six gear is just really, really pretty. Uh, so I looked, it's super awesome. And I, I like, I saw that this morning. I didn't even see it last night. And so that was a nice surprise to look at, but I guess that was the only good thing that came out for the Mystics last night. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it was overall an encouraging game for the Mystics. They're having a tough season, so it's something to build on, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully that, yeah. That's kind of one of the things that, like, can take your season two ways. Like, you're, you you come off that game, you're like, yeah, we know we blew it, but we took the best team in the WNBA to, like, took them to the brink, and we made them work in that fourth quarter. Or it could be, well, damn, we came so close and we couldn't do it, and then it kind of just weighs on you for the rest of the season. So it'll be interesting to see how the Mystics kind of respond from here. Um, I'm really like I'm still relatively high on the Mystics, even though they had kind of a tough first half. Uh, I'm I'm very interested to see like how they respond from this and how they do in the second half. Yeah, it's very interesting because they can take that mentality of there aren't a lot of games left. There's like what less than ten games left in the season, 
And so they can be like, okay, this game is over. Let's put it behind us, not think about it and just move forward. Or you can kind of dwell on it, maybe see, you know, rewatch some film, see what happened. But either way, like for every single team that we're going to talk about is like, to me, it feels like every single game matters. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about more teams now coming up um, about that, about the last like 10 or so games of the season. But first, uh, let's hear from our friends at Rock Auto. So with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to go to your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and waiting while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, so you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership um, when you can use Rock Auto? Rock Auto is a family business. They've been doing it for over 20 years. The prices are relatively low for every customer, and they have everything that you could need. You have brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Uh, you can go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. If you go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck and you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box, then they'll know that we sent you. Um, they have an amazing selection, lively low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Uh, go to rockauto.com and write again, write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. All right, everyone, you knew it was coming. We have to talk about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. Now, Karina and I, we always talk about our favorite flavor, but I'm going to list them off. And Karina, I want you to tell us the most underrated flavor, the one that you think might surprise people the most. Like I know, we again, we've talked about our favorites. Every Built Bar fan is definitely passionate about their favorite, but I want to hear your most underrated flavor. So coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. For me, I think the most underrated flavor on that list might be the orange, to be honest with you. I think that would be a very, I think that's a very, very intriguing flavor for a, for a built bar. And I, I, I mean, I love orange juice. I love oranges. I love many orange flavored things. So I think that would be a fantastic, and I mean, they're all great, but I think that would be kind of one under the radar that people wouldn't think about. This is very interesting. I think I would go with the coconut because coconut is a very particular taste for people, but I feel like they would really enjoy that. Like I love like coconut chocolate. I've had like a couple of weeks ago at work, I had this coconut uh, chocolate cookie. That was absolutely amazing. So I think that a coconut milk bar would be really good. I think that'd be something that people would like. Now, if you want to try those flavors, including your favorite flavor, you can get a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors, and then you can find out which one is your favorite. You can find out which one is the most underrated. You can find out maybe which one you don't like, but I don't think you'll find one you don't like because they're all great. Uh, Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're also incredibly healthy. 17 to 8 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 grams, only, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams net carbs are amazing flavors are all tasty all healthy order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry whatever you like built bar it was all is also the official protein bar of the u.s track and field team and they crushed the olympics so if it's good enough for them it's good enough for you too 
uh, go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, will Aaron Rodgers show up to training camp in Green Bay? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, Bradshaw. I'm gonna. I, what I've done is I've taken three games from last night. There were a lot of games. Um, if you need to catch up, I highly, highly suggest that you get League Pass. It's only $17 for the entire season. So if you haven't gotten it by now, just go do it. I'll forgive you. Go do it. Um, but we'll, we'll take three games. We'll start with the Seattle-Chicago game. Seattle loses in overtime by two points to the Chicago Sky. Obviously, Bird and Stewie did not play. Um, Kalia Copper led the led Chicago with 19 points, two rebounds, four assists. Candace Parker and Courtney Vandersloot, like that duo was awesome. Slooty had 11 assists. Um, I thought Candace did a lot of great things that we can jump into. This was a pretty big win for Chicago. I feel like as a team that we've kind of talked about on this podcast for a while, that now that Candace is finally back consistently um, away from her injury, this is a team that can make the playoff push, and uh, they can be a really, really, really dangerous team. Yeah, I think I think like you said, we talked about we talked about the sky a ton. Like I I, I think they're still the best team in the East. No disrespect to Connecticut, who we will get to. Um, like again, like you see Candace Parker's stat line, and you see like oh she only had 12 points. Like what kind of like that's not a huge game from Candace Parker, but she does so many things for that team. And like obviously aside from just points, she had 12 points, nine rebounds, three assists had a steal, had a couple blocks. Like she was just, she does everything for that team and she does everything all the time because she's just absolutely incredible. Um, and I mean, we, I don't even think we mentioned Allie Quigley. Allie Quigley had 17 as well. Like she had a really great game, three point champion Allie Quigley, might I add. Um, just an, like, this is a really dangerous team and I'm very, very curious to see how they look in the second half. Obviously this is a big step. I know, and like we said, like. Brianna Stewart and Sue Bird didn't play. Obviously, weren't playing the Storm at full capacity, but this is still a great confidence booster and a great confidence builder. Like we talked about with the Mystics, where you know this could kind of take it one or two ways. This can only build your confidence. You're not, like, you think the players in Chicago right now are thinking, "Oh, you know, we beat Seattle, but Brianna Stewart wasn't there. Is this a real win? Did we actually beat Seattle? No, they're gonna be like, we just beat the Seattle Storm." We know we can beat the best teams in this league because we are one of the best teams in this league. So I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to see how they do in the second half coming off a win like this. Yeah, I totally agree. And you know, on the flip side of that, you know, they did beat the Seattle Storm, but what does this say for how good Seattle is? Like even with both of their stars out, I know Jewel and Ezzy both went off. Well, Jewel Lloyd, I, 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 I'm, I'm unsure. I don't know. Was she feeling tired from the Olympics? She took 30 shots. <laughs> Jules, I don't think like, any Olympian, none of the Olympians were feeling tired. She was, she took 30 of them. I know she only made seven, but my goodness, she still took, she's like, you know what? Brianna Stewart and Sue Bird are out. I don't know if I got my, I don't know how, I didn't get enough shots that I think I should have gotten in the Olympics. So I'm taking 30 tonight. Win or lose, I'm getting my shots up tonight. And I mean, clearly they still almost won. Like this is still one of the best teams arguably the best team in the w when fully you know when everyone's there when they have two of their best three players on the court so this is still a very scary team and i think every team should still be concerned and on the flip side for seattle you're thinking okay without two of our best players we still only lost by two points to a team 
that has aspirations of winning the title this season. So we're still pretty damn good in our eyes, too. Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree. I think this was a great matchup. I think it was a great way to, to start the second half of the season with the 4 o'clock game. Um, I really, really missed watching these W games, and so I'm glad they're back, and I'm glad that it started with an overtime game because <laughs> that was very exciting. Um, another maybe not-so-exciting game for you, uh, the Connecticut Sun kind of uh, dominated the Wings <laughs> after they dropped the Commissioner's Cup game. I do want to know, what are your expectations for the Wings right now? I Well, I was going to say, hopefully play the young the young ladies a little bit more, but uh, no, they did not. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, Mickey Johnson essentially just didn't bother to play them until the end of the game. So, I mean, it's a little bit frustrating that, like, again, you I, I know, like, if you want, they want, I'm sure they want to make the playoffs this year. I understand that. You, and they have a chance to. They've been, they were really good in the first half of the season. Last night, or, yeah, last night they were missing uh satu sabali so like they ha they still have a chance but like you they, you have to start playing these young players a little bit more you have to and i i say young players like most of the team is young but you have to play the rookies more and that's just like because you're not a contender this season and to help you build forward you've got to get these three some more reps whether you believe that they're going to be helpful long term or not you have to find out if that's going to be you have to find out first whether they're going to help you long term or not so that's what I want to see for them in the second half. I want to see. I, I would like to see them maybe make a playoff push. If, I mean, if they're if that's what they're committed to, then I mean, hey, go for it. Um, Arike was pretty much the only one that showed up yesterday. Alicia Gray played pretty well as well. I, I shouldn't uh, disrespect her, but that they, they, I'm just I'm very confused at where they think they're going because they're not a play. They're not a contender. You're going to be a back end playoff team, and I don't know if that really if that's going to help you. I know you want to get playoff reps, but I also want the young players to get reps too. Yeah, for sure. That's something that we definitely talked about for a bit now. It's just in the second half of the season that there's a lot of teams that just need to play their young players. Because the way that I think about it is like, how are these young players going to get experience if they're sitting on the bench? You, you can't. And especially like when you're in a weird position like this, I feel like you're much better off just kind of playing around with uh, with your rotations and kind of seeing what works, who, who works, um, mm -hmm. things like that. On the flip side... How high or how low are we on the Connecticut Sun? Because they did lose to the Seattle Storm in the Commissioner's Cup game, and then, you know, they take care of the Wings. I, I still think they're, I mean, again, you can debate between Chicago and Connecticut for who's the best team in the East, but they're the best team in the East, if you want to argue that. They're the second best team. They're still going to be competing to go to the final this season. So, I mean, they're still incredible. They looked pretty damn good against the Wings, who are still, again, like, I talk about the Wings not being a contender. They're still a pretty solid damn team. This is still a really good win to blow out a team like this, to hold them to 59 points, force 19 turnovers. You're do you're you're still a good team. So I think I think the Sun have to be feeling pretty good. I think Sun fans have to be feeling really good about this win. Um, yeah, I, I you have two superstar players and a lot of good pieces around them. So this is still a really good team. Yeah. Um, speaking of a really good team. The hottest team in the WNBA, the Minnesota Lynx. They beat the Liberty last night as well. It was, the game kind of fluctuated in the beginning, and then it was very, very close for a long period of time. The Lynx kind of pulled away there at the end. Let's talk about Sylvia Fowles, because we we have to. I mean, she is insanely favorites. good. Like, <laughs> she played with a dislocated finger, which is 
absolutely insane to me. Like, she was saying after, I was like, oh, yeah, I was, like, hopped up on adrenaline. I'll, I'll be fine later. I'll be fine later. And I'm just like, girl, are you good? Are you okay? Um, but just last night, no matter, no matter how many defenders she drew to her, she just scored. She's so good. Bradshaw, please talk about your favorite defensive player of the year. 20-point double-double with three steals. What more do you want? It's Sylvia Fowles. Like, even, even, like, we again, we always talk about, and I, I, I don't want to rip on them too much. We always talk about Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi, and it's amazing how well they're playing at their advanced ages. But let's give some damn credit to Sylvia Fowles. Is probably going to be Defensive Player of the Year this year at her advanced age. She is an absolute monster, and I love watching her play. I, I know it came against your New York Liberty, but my goodness... I just, I can never, I get so much joy from watching Sylvia Fowles play basketball at both ends of the floor. Also, Nafisa Collier, my goodness, 18-point double-double as well, with four assists, just passing it around. Five blocks! Five blocks! Who's the defensive player of the year on this team? We don't know. They have two <laughs> of them, apparently. Uh, I, like, just what an incredible team. Like, I, I love this. I love the Lynx so much, and I really hope they get, like, a real shot in the playoffs because this team is so fun. Yeah, Navisa Collier had herself a game. She was so active on both ends of the floor. Like defensively, she was in your face, and then offensively, you just it felt like you could barely stop her. And like the Liberty did, you know, as good as a job as they could have. But you know, when you have a game like that, it's uh, it's it's pretty hard. But there was a Liberty player who had a monster game yes. in her first game back from injury. It was a sigh of relief for all Liberty fans. A Miss Natasha Howard. Um, how good is she? Like, yes. <laughs> uh, like, I, I found myself at some points like, yeah, okay, they have Sylvia Fowles, but we have Natasha Howard. <laughs> she is just so goddamn good. Like, I, I, I can't. Like, I, I'm. The Liberty are infinitely better with her on the floor, and. I'm, I'm glad that, like, she was feeling well enough because I know she was on, like, a loose minutes restriction. Uh, that's what Coach Hopkins said. And that loose minutes restriction turned out to be no restriction because it, it was a matter of how well she was feeling. And I'd say when you score 30 points, you're feeling pretty well. Um, the main thing for the Liberty, though, is that Coach Hopkins was saying in media afterwards that they had a game plan for the Lynx. They just didn't execute it properly. Um... A lot of the things that the players were saying too is that the Lynx were not overhelping on defense, meaning that they couldn't get the open perimeter shots that they wanted, which is the Liberty's game. Uh, Three-point shooting is their game, so they had to spend a lot of time in the paint, which was not exactly, you know, not their first decision for sure. It's not exactly the best time for them, but you know, there were sparks in this game that I do think Los Liberty Angeles? fans can be. <laughs> Well, they somehow <laughs> found their way to make it into the conversation. Um, oh, wow, that was totally unintentional. Um, <laughs> but no, there were, there were definitely times where I was, you know, a little bit hopeful. There was a timeout that Coach Hopkins took early in the second uh, quarter when after Nafisa Collier like drilled a three and it became like a 10 point game. And then Hopkins was like, nope. And he called a timeout. And after that, I counted on my fingers. I had the I had the offensive run before the commentators did. It wow. was a it was a nine to one run after that. So they know what they need to do to be able to adjust. I think that the most important thing for them right now is like is a matter of being able to execute not only throughout the game, but in important moments too. So like down the stretch there when the links were able to kind of pull away 
Um, is time running out for the Liberty to make the play playoff push? What do you think? Uh, I, will, I wanted to ask you first, really quickly, are you concerned mm -hmm. that the Liberty only had four points off the bench? Okay. Because, like, so... they, they really got, like, no depth from, like, in that game in particular. Not, I don't mean mm -hmm. as a whole, but yeah. I mean, they also only played, essentially, they only played two people off the bench. Uh, they only played D.D. Richards and Jasmine Jones off the bench in that game. Everyone else was under 10 or so minutes. Yeah, I think, um, well, Didi's minutes were pretty good, I would say. Like, I was happy with Didi minutes, like, even though she... Yeah, she's, she's not she, out there to score. Yeah, she's not out there to score. She missed the one shot that she took. It was a bad shot. I even remember which shot it was because I literally looked at it. I was like, why? Why did she do that? <laughs> um, but, no, her, her minutes are really good. Jazz Jones, obviously, you know... She only took two shots. She only took two shots. That's a bit concerning sometimes. My thing with Jazz is, like, I'd love to see more consistency from her. I think that, like, when she's, like, she can lead the floor, um, lead the, like, when she's coming off the bench, I think she could be really good. I'm not entirely concerned right now. Only um, obviously, Beck Allen minutes as well. Beck is still, you know, she's coming back from the Olympics. She's coming back from struggling with uh, plantar fasciitis. Um I'm not entirely concerned about her right now. Uh, Coach Hopkins was saying that she'll be back to being back in no time. Um, I think it's she'll just a back. matter of she'll be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A lot two of unintentional two for two, two yeah. for two. <laughs> two, for two. Um, but yeah, I'm not entirely worried. I think the biggest thing is that they just need to get more games under their belt together. And I feel like with them, like every single game matters, of course. If they don't make a playoff push, I think I've accepted that. I think I'm okay with that. Um, they've, they've definitely had like a big improvement from last year, obviously. And I think that that's, that's good enough going forward and they can just kind of start to figure things out and maybe build around, you know, Sabrina, Benaja, um, because that's, that's going to be the future of the Liberty. Yeah, I mean, that like I agree wholeheartedly that it's it's essentially like, it's essentially what the, with the wings like if you don't make a playoff push this year oh well you have so many young players that you like that should be the primary focus it's more a lot it's more of a long-term view for these teams uh, with so many young players on both teams like i know natasha howard's not the youngest player but even still like that's a player you got to help this team grow with her um so yeah i, I mean i still think they could make the playoffs i think with washington kind of gun with kind of like again we talked about earlier like depending on how they come out of this game they're still a dangerous team um i'm i'm very interested to see if they can push uh the liberty for that spot uh, but I, I i i still think they can make the playoffs absolutely yeah it's it's definitely it's it's not out of reach um I, it'll be interesting to see as like more games kind of go on now um, but, like, yeah, there's a lot of good things that you can take from last night. So, like, I don't think, you know, it's not, like, woe is me or, you know, <laughs> don't be miserable or anything. I think I think we're they're on a good they're on a good track. Um, but, yeah, I think the first night of w, the WNBA being back was uh, pretty fun. Um, I definitely awesome. missed it a lot more than I thought I did. The break was nice, but I'm, I'm kind of glad to be back into it. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of, like, near the end of our episode. Uh, Locked on women's basketball has you covered throughout the week, so make sure to come back here for daily episodes until Friday. If you have any thoughts on today's discussions, make sure to reach out on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnWBB or myself at KrinaMM and Bradshaw at OMGBradshaw. Now that the season has resumed, tell us your expectations for your favorite team. 
Of course, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Women's Basketball wherever you listen to podcasts so that you can get the latest episodes as soon as they come out. And that wraps up this edition of Locked On Women's Basketball. Now go check check out Locked On Today for all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.